This podcast is brought to you by Podbean. Podbean is the easiest way to create your own podcast. We use Podbean to host the Old Man's Podcast here Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Download the free Podbean podcast app to start recording and publishing your very own podcast in minutes. Podbean provides everything you need to run your podcast, and you can record and publish episodes directly from the app on your phone. Download the free Podbean app today. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Head on over to Podbeam at www.podbeam.com and use the code PODCAST21. That's all capitalized, PODCAST21, for your first 30 days of podcast hosting for free. Check them out. Bienvenidos al Old Man's Podcast, el podcast del viejo. Nos puedes escuchar en la app de Podbean Podcast, en Apple y Google Podcast, Spotify, Amazon Music y muchos otros lugares. Si nos quieres escuchar en vivo, nuestro show se transmite de lunes a viernes a las 8 a.m. Tiempo del Centro. All right, let's fire them up. Let's light the fires and kick the tires. It is Thursday, January 4th. 2024. What a great day. Good to see everybody. <clears throat> Man, I got a flam I got a flammy throat this morning. I don't know what's up with that. But uh hello everybody. Good to see you. Welcome to the show. You got the old man's podcast show. Uh the old man's podcast with Derek Kirk and the Navigators. And uh it is a good day. Yes, it is a good day for a great day. Good to see everybody. Thank you, all the people that are listening to us on the download. The chat room is filling up. Good to see you, Adam. Hello, Adam, my buddy from the Canary Islands. Good to see you, man. Uh, Amber, thanks. Hey, Amber, this is nice to see you here. Dr. Man, good to see you. Eric, looks like it's going to be a good day, you know. Uh, um, I can hear the old man just fine, Amber. Um, well, it's good to have, have Amber here. It's good to have Doc and Adam, and it's also good to have Paul G. and Marley and Aberrant here. And um, Yes. Hello, Aberrant. You know, and... You know, who I guess so far that's all who's in the live show right now. Um, but for the published episode part, like for the people who are downloading it, we do live recordings weekdays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific on Podbean. If you want to experience the live recordings, you have to download the Podbean app for that. Yes, and that's a good, that's a good thing to do. You can download that Podbean app and uh, you can join in on any of the live shows that you go into and. You can actually uh, correspond with people in the chat room and uh, call into shows. Call into shows, yeah, Eric. Yeah, buddy. Hey, old man, well, what do you say about your show? We hope to give you a pip in your step, a smile on your heart, and a what? <laughs> well, you're close. You're you're close, Amber. That's close. I say we put a smile on your face, a laugh in your heart, and a skip in your step. Okay, because I'm gonna do a promo today. I'm gonna. I need to know that. Oh, okay. Well, nice. Uh, skip. Skip in your step. A skip in your oh, step. Gotcha. A step. A smile on your face. And uh, what in your heart? Laugh. Laugh, <laughs> Laugh in your, your heart. heart. 
Yeah. That's Smile. Smiley. <laughs> Write it down. Smile <laughs> in your face, laughing your heart, and a skip in your step. That's what we try to do here. Welcome, Sue. Podcast. Yeah. Well, uh, and um, and Sue, of course, is the big December fan club winner over on the Pulse podcast. So um, congratulations to her once again. Right. Right. Hey, I wanna hey Doc, good to see you. I haven't seen you for a while. Good to see you, buddy. See hey you Shelby. The, the transition from Christmas to New Year's has been a traumatic experience. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get into that a little later. Right what's going on. I definitely gotta say hello to uh, uh Adam right now. Adam, good to see you, brother. Thanks for stopping in. How's it going? Hey guys, how is everybody? Happy New Year 2024, guys. You all you all good? Yeah, buddy. Yeah. How are things over there in Tenerife? Yeah, it's good. It's sunny. It's hot. It's dry. It's fine. And it's good for two wheels. So that's what we like. Oh, man. Yeah. Hey, uh, I when I prepared that, uh, that little uh, radio spot for this week, uh, yeah. I, I was looking at your, uh, your um, Twitter page and I saw that you were doing that uh, I don't have it written in front of me now, but you're doing that little um, um, marina, uh, marina, uh, marina thing that that captain. Yeah, yes, yeah. So we, 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 we got we got a hold of a, a thirty foot yacht and we based it down in one of the marinas, which isn't too I far from it. us. Uh-huh. And we've turned it into a kind of a pirate experience. So we've we've kind wow. of made it under the theme of Jane. the Pirates of the Caribbean. So when you walk in. You kind of, when you get on the boat, you can kind of um, experience a night down in the marina. I, I tell you what, I I, uh, I tried to share that. I tried to share that in my uh, my little uh, promo thing I was doing because I thought, man, what an excellent thing. Because, you know, there is, I don't know, in my mind, Adam, in my mind, there is, hey, a, there is a connection between bikers and pirates. You know what I'm 100%. Saying? Yeah. You know, it's amazing <laughs> how many people, you know, just love that. I suppose it's kind of like that out of the box lifestyle. And if we wind it back to the days of um, the Armadas, I suppose the pirates are kind of a little bit like the bikers, you know, they're the black sheep of the. F- yeah. Yeah. And I always thought of, uh, I always thought of uh, bikers as being land pirates. Land, yeah, man, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> no, it's a good, it's a good thing to do, and you know, the investment into that was so small compared to, let's say, if we were looking at investing into an apartment, um, to offer the riders and stuff, uh, accommodation. So, we thought, let's do something different, let's do it, and it's not going to cost us a huge amount of money. Um, it's a good investment. And if it doesn't work, we just sell the boat. You know, it's not a problem. So, yeah. um, but, you know, I'm looking forward to it. That kicks off now. So I'm looking forward to it and seeing. And, you know, the good thing with it is, is if if it's quiet, i got somewhere to go and hide out when the wife's giving me aggro, you know. <laughs> no. No, you didn't go there. Oh, no. Well, now everybody, everybody in the world knows what you're going to do now. 
<laughs> you know, it's funny because I was talking to the guy next to me who's got a, who's got a boat in the same uh, pontoon, and um, he said to me, "You know, that is the reason why most men buy boats in the first place. Uh, yeah. Because it gives <laughs> it gives you somewhere to go when you need to get away from the wife." And I thought, well, you know, maybe I should advertise that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be funny. That'd be funny. But now, when you said that, though, I've got this vision in my face. You know, in my mind, that at night, now you're telling me, <coughs> you're all buckled in for sleep, and all of a sudden, this hand comes over the the the, the side of the boat, and this this, uh, this this woman comes up, and she's got a knife in her mouth like a pirate. You know, that's <laughs> the wife looking for the husband. I know you're in here, you you spob. <laughs> you never know. You know, it could it could happen. It could happen. If I'm on the missing list one day, and she thinks I'm on the boat, and it's a customer, it could well happen. You know. Yeah. So now let me ask you. So is uh, real time radio? Is it is it still on one hundred two FM or is it solely on ninety point four FM? We're just <clears throat> we're just in a transition. So we've just moved over to ninety point four because we've increased the signal strength now. So right. we're going out to a huge area of the island. Well, tiny compared to most countries, but. When you think about how many people actually head over here, we've probably got a potential listener base of 250,000 now every day, oh, yes. um, which we're going out to. So there's a million people in this island, and we're, we're, we're broadcasting to a quarter of that area. So, yeah, you could say 250,000 potential people. Yeah, okay. Well, I wanted to make sure when I did that because I, I thought that's what you had said. And then I looked at some uh, looked at some of your website and that – and I saw it mentioned uh, ninety point four FM, and I, I wanted to make sure I was saying the right radio station. Yeah, wanted- ninety point four FM. That's that's the one to stick to, Jim, because that's um, that's what we're pushing out on. So we just we'll just fade the other signal out now and and get everything switched over. But that we had a really good we had a really good Christmas. We had a very very busy online period. Oh, good. There was over five thousand listeners online last week tuning Whoa. in and out of the station. So. It's all going in the in the right direction. We've got some new content coming on from some guys in the UK for trial and motorcycle adventuring. Yeah, everything's good. We're just enjoying the ride. I think it's important that you do that. And yeah. and for those who don't know, we're just gearing up for Christmas Day again because over here in the Canaries and in Spain, they celebrate the Three Kings, which is the coming of the Three Kings, the Three Wise Men. That all starts again tomorrow, so we have to do Christmas all over again. Uh, I suppose it's a little bit like you guys over there because you do Thanksgiving first of all, and then a month later you're doing Christmas. And right. over here they do Christmas, and a week later they do New Year's Eve, and a week later then they do um, Three Kings Day, which is pretty much the same thing all over again. <laughs> Where's the Canary Islands at? We're about um, probably about 150 miles off the coast of Morocco. I thought it had to do with Africa. Okay. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. Right. So we're kind of on on that side, uh, and we we are blessed with the weather because we're kind of just tucked in. And we miss all of the bands of rain most of the time and all of the bad weather kind of just passes us because we tucked into this kind of area where that, that kind of just misses everything. So that's why the Canaries always get great weather. And uh, they're, uh, they're under the banner of Spain, correct? Yeah, that's right. So they're... Si, mucho. Si, necesito porque yo vivo aquí. 
I love that. <laughs> so, Pero también yeah. porque yo vivo cerca de México, so necesito. Ah, vale, sí, sí. Fine. México, México, um, porque uh, poquito diferente, porque yeah, en la Canaria yes, es diferente. Yeah. So, but, but then it's all different everywhere you go, so. Yeah, so People love us because we, we, we have Birmingham accents from the UK and then we switch over to Canarian accents. So, and all the children are the same. So I've got four boys and they one minute they can speak fluent Brummie, which is what we call a Birmingham person in England. And then they switch over to fluent Canarian and just, you know, just blows people's minds because they have no idea they can do that. Hey, Amber, oh, I didn't realize they have their own language in the Canary Islands. It's it's sort of like um, the let, let's say if you went to England and you tried and you'd learnt your best um, hard, your best uh, English, and then you went to live in Scotland. It's the same kind of thing. So in Scotland, you would have this really rough version of English, and that's what we have in in the Canaries. Canaries a very rough oh, okay. version of Spanish. Hey, Amber, uh, uh, Adam tells me that there's a really a big influx of Americans <laughs> over there, too. So maybe you guys need to plan a trip. Go spend that some time. That would be in fun. Right. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah, yeah I was talking I, I was talking to some Americans about two days ago. We was up the mountain doing motorcycle tours, and there was a huge coach pulled up full of Americans. Um, uh, and it is, it is on the destination list um, for a lot of Americans at the moment. Um. Yeah, and our friend like Sue UK down in the chat has a question for for Adam. Um, you know, she she's curious. You know, like where, where in the UK area? You know, are are you from? You know, she she was curious about you. Originally, we come from Birmingham, which is uh, central England. I like and we moved over here around twenty three years ago. So we've been over in the Canaries for about twenty three years now. Yeah, she recognized that accent. Yeah, it's still in there, you know. It's still buried down would, in there. Jim. Yeah, it's buried in there hard, buddy. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, well, hi, Shep. And I think, um, you know, like Birmingham, I, you know, Cap, Caps li lives in that general area, you know, and, you know, you, you might have not have been far from him when, if his area when you live there. And then, and I guess Sue is familiar with the Birmingham area. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, do you have any other um, uh, uh, do you have any other uh, events coming up? What's your twenty twenty four looking like? You got planned uh, rides? Planned yeah, well, we, we we do a big we do quite a big event here called the Volcano Hunt, which is every Easter. So that's when we have a quite a big gathering of motorcycles. It's kind of the kickoff event of the year for the motorcycle season. Although there isn't really one here. In fact. If anything, it gets so hot in June, July, and August that you can't ride because you you just you just can't wear anything. You know, it, it, it's too hot to ride. So our season is is pretty much um, from now all the way through till about June, and then we'll go quiet for three months, and then we'll pick back up in September. But we have the volcano hunt coming up, which we're looking at putting together now. Um, we do our motorcycle meets on a regular basis, and we just try to keep the community going. But we encourage. You know, anybody who comes over on two wheels, anybody who's into motorcycles in any way, they're, they're always welcome to the meetings. And we just build the community so that we – it benefits business, you know, that 
you know, the, the, we, we don't hide that fact. It benefits business. But also it's great because you just get to mix with lots of like-minded people and you can all kind of talk about the same thing and share your common interest. Yeah, and if you're anybody, if you're listening uh, and the downloads throughout the world, if you're listening and you want to go to the Canary Islands, you say, "Man, that sounds like a lot of a lot of fun, man." But I don't, I, I don't have a bike, or I don't, I can't afford to take my bike there. They'll rent you a bike. They got bikes yeah. to rent, so uh, that's uh, Easy Rider Tenerife, and they're located over by the Tenerife Airport. Uh, yeah, yeah only 10 minutes away from the airport there, so we can always um, – and we do the transfers and stuff like that. So thanks for the plug, Jim. I do, I, And I do appreciate you, Jim, doing the show for me every weekend as well. You know, we have a lot of good feedback from it. People love, people love an American, you know, especially when we're from <laughs> Europe. We love the accent. Well, that's why I decided uh, – I was talking to my wife, Grammy, and I was, I was having a – when I first started doing them, you know, I'm trying to read a text, and I'm trying to sound like, listen, listen to the old man from the old man's podcast. And she goes, why are you doing that? Just be you. Just be you. So I thought, all yeah, right. Yeah, this is the old yeah, man. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, that's what I have. Well, I, I have a lot of fun doing those spots. I really do, and I try to, I try to split them. I try to split them up where I'm I'm pushing what you've got going on. I'm pushing my podcast. Yeah, exactly. And That's what it's about. The, giving them a little entertainment thing with the, what's going on in the week. And uh, I tell you what, man, I would love to get over there. I definitely would love to get over there. I'd love to get over there and just spend a day with you, just hang around with you. You know, just, <laughs> that depends what mood I'm in, Jim, because, you know, if I'm <laughs> under pressure with business, it depends what mood I'm in. But most of the time I'm in a good mood. That's why I, I logged in today. I thought I, I, I must log in and say Happy New Year to everybody there. And um, thanks for everything that you've been doing with us and plugging us as well. So we appreciate it. And um, I'm going to leave you guys there to get chatting. So thank you very much, everybody. And I'll be checking in real soon. Adam, thanks for calling in. Happy New Year's to you and, and uh, your staff there at Easy Rider Tenerife. And everybody, if you get a chance, go to their webpage, uh, look them up, and and log in and listen to uh, Ride Time Radio. I mean, it, it's a legitimate, full-blown radio yeah. station there. And, I mean, they got they got different segments in that, people doing little different shows. And it's an awesome radio. It's the, what do you call it? It's the radio station for bikers. Yeah, the bike, the biker network for bikers by bikers. So if you anything bike, but we're not talking big hairy bikers. We're talking anybody who loves two wheels. I'm a big hairy biker, right? But I was going to say, anybody. I don't know. I saw your video. I, <laughs> I love anybody who likes guy, <laughs> Anybody who loves two wheels, it's got something on there for you. But even if you just love rock and roll, it, we play some great tunes, some grown-up music, no techno. Yeah, strictly no techno. <laughs> yeah. No Taylor Swift yeah. either, Jim. Huh? <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, thanks, man. Adam, have a great year, my friend, and we'll be talking and to you And to you, everybody. I wish you all very well. Stay safe, everyone. Great. Thanks, man. Thanks, Adam. Adam from Easy Rider Tenerife. The, he has a podcast. It's uh, Easy Rider Tenerife slash Ride Time Radio podcast on Podbean. And you can check him out and uh, find him on, uh, you can find Easy Rider Tenerife on, uh, on uh, Twitter and see what's going on there and look at some of the videos he's got. He's got a video of him talking about this marina thing that they're doing where you can go out on the bike, it's an adventure, you come back into the marina, it's an adventure, and instead of going and checking into a motel room, you can check in and stay in the one of the boats. Man, that sounds like... That's, a uh, that's your friend from the Canary Islands, right? 
Yes, sir. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Cool guy, man. Yeah, he's he's a great guy. Adam's a great guy, man. Just a, just a lot of fun. Just a, just a great guy. Uh, so anyway, hey Shep, hi Shep, good to see you. And Amber, thanks for uh, being in there and asking those questions. Those are great questions. And uh, uh, Russ, good to see you. This is Throwdown with Russ Thursday day, and uh, of course we got Shelby there and Eric. Eric, hold on a second, man. I got to take a. I got a brand new. I got a not a brand new to. It's brand new to me, but yeah. not to Black Rifle Coffee. I got a new dark roast coffee, Eric, and I'm gonna take a. I'm gonna take. Oh, a nice! So, uh, old man, you know what I got to do over this Christmas break? I got to read one of Doctor Man's books, and I'll tell you what, there is a lot going on in those books. They're good books, aren't they? So, er, people need to go to Amazon and purchase a book from Doctor Man. Um, yeah, he's got a bunch. They of won't them. be disappointed. No. And then what's really clever is he throws in like other books that he wrote about certain characters so that you could check it out like those those particular books well they're kind and of like one a series, just leads into the other and so it's very yeah. clever they're not they're a series they uh they're a series and they involve that pete jackson private detective here here yeah. we'll see yeah here here thank you dr man that she'll was send you a, she'll send you a bill for that promo uh hold on doc uh, <laughs> yeah, don't don't you worry. Doc. <laughs> hey, anyway, Eric, I wanted to tell you about this dark roast coffee. So it's called. Go ahead. This is, this is from Black Rifle Coffee. It's called Beyond Black, Beyond Black, and they got a guy. It's all in dark, and he's got in. He's got a night nightlight vision uh, glasses on, and in the back it says, "Isn't dark roast? Uh, this dark roast doesn't explore the darkness; it lives in it." Our go-to dark roast is where bold meets delicious. A robust flavor, the robust flavors feature a spicy aroma with dark chocolate tasting notes and a satisfying smoky finish. This dark roast Ooh, wow. is so dark and so strong, it'll put a beard on your mama. <laughs> well, Sounds actually, all right. I, actually, I added that last part myself. So is that well, how the bearded lady maybe, joined the circus? Maybe I she could finally grow some facial hair if I drink that. Awesome. <laughs> well, like I said, I added that myself. But if I was writing their thing for their coffee, that's what I would have said. Uh, this is a good coffee. Yeah, Amber. Uh, yeah, that's how it is. It's strong enough. Strong enough that your mama grow a beard. Yeah, buddy. Anyway. Good to see everybody. Uh, we had our first debut of our Wednesday Navigator yesterday, Miss Shelby Jack. She was the Navigator. That was her first uh, inaugural uh, show, and it went real well. Hey, Rick Irish. Uh, Hi, Rick. I, this morning I was looking. She was sitting. At, uh, that show itself was sitting already at eighty-three downloads. And that's awesome. And then the who little won, who won the contest? Did anyone guess Shelby? Yes, Abrian did. Oh, yes. Abrian did. And uh, Abrian got hers in and guessed uh, Shelby uh, a minute before Shep did. So, Shep, you just lost by a minute to, to Abrian on getting that in. <laughs> That's all right. Nobody can accuse me of being a minute man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there it is. I mean, yeah, it was good. And uh, so, and then that we did a little, uh, we did a little talk after the show. Uh, the old man and Shelby. We only did like we did like about a, what six minute thing, I think it was Shelby. And then we posted that, and uh, that picked up another forty downloads right there. So uh, people love them some Shelby. So there you go. Well, um, 
and and of course Shelby saw my comment on Facebook where where yesterday was quite quite a day for her where she um, was officially named as the new Wednesday Navigator and she finally got to meet Grammy in person. I know. Oh man, what a lucky person! You want to tell us about your luncheon, Shelby? How it went with Grammy? Uh, she might be busy. She might be busy. She's a busy girl. Uh, anyway. Well, and um, I'm going to be mailing off her copy of Arch's book today, along with Aberrant and um, and Brett and Susie. Oh, oh. And Stop. because, but, yep, um, but like I, I can only mail so many off at a time, of course, but but those who are receiving copies in the Podbean podcast listener appreciation gig, um, you, you've not been forgotten about. Um, you, you know, you will receive it at, at some point. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a good it's a that's a good book too. We also have a copy of it here. So uh, there you go. And uh, Doctor Man is saying in here the latest Pete Jackson case, Revenge. Is it really sweet? Coming soon. Bum bum bum. Sounds awesome. Russ, my man, what is going on? Finally getting around to Russ. Russ, what's happening, brother? Oh, I was just gonna say how long we could do the show without Russ Brown. <laughs> Well, I think, um, welcome Andy, and um, and I think Russ wanted to pick up a conversation that we didn't get to finish on Tuesday, right Russ? What's that? Oh, you're talking about the Second Amendment that I was cut off so rudely with? Yeah, oh. no, all right. We're oh, right please. Oh, please. No, I gotta Rudely be careful. cut off. But I gotta right. be I, careful I because we got, the two, we got the two cats in the chat room, uh, Eric, we gotta be careful. Keep those two separated, Russ and Amber. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. It's like having wildcats. Well, they're both on the call panel. Man, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You know, we gotta, we gotta keep this. That's why separate. he picked Shelby in between Russ and I. You know. Well, well, well don't Shelby's get Shelby either cool because I got selected one in between Russ's show and my show. <laughs> <laughs> The that gift. was strategic. That's like the uh, that's like the eye of the uh, eye of the hurricane. Amber. She is the, <laughs> the eye, eye of the hurricane. Well, well, I guess um, so. You're bringing Shelby into this because you probably need her to break up the cat fights. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. She's like a, I mailed. A, I'm gonna mail uh, Shelby a, a referee shirt. Mail, mail her. <laughs> And Melwin to, to Shep, too. You guys are like referees. Anyway, good times. Good times. Hey, did you know that we, Secure... refer- we don't need referees if I get cut off from my train of thought after you make yours. You don't need referees. Oh, please. Wah, wah, wah. Well, this, you know, I'll come into outside of normal and then you can cut me off. How's that? Does that make you feel better? I would never do that, though. That's the difference. Oh, what do you mean? You do it all the time. I'm listening to your I show. I never do it. Oh, please. Come on, Shep. Come on, Shep. Back me up here. Come on, Shelby. You guys are Shep, do I cut people off? I'm sorry. What's up, guys? See you soon. Do I I just (laughs) randomly cut people off when I don't want to listen to their opinion because it's different than mine? No, never. Yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah, sure. That's because he's your paid co-host right there. No, no, no. He don't pay me. Yeah, whatever, whatever. But see, the pays, thing is, well, I guess so. I guess he pays me with friendship. Look, 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 Chef. The, the old man made a point about the Second Amendment on Tuesday. I was just countering the point and saying that you could me. have. <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I did. But this is your show, not my show. That's the you see, semantics, man. Semantics. 
But, but the, here's the thing. And you come right. in, you come mad, and you interrupt. You don't let people talk. Right. As a matter of fact, I was, uh, Amber and I were, were sharing the same point, and you just jump right in. So we're all supposed to just Yeah, Y'all were sharing an erroneous point that you, that you oh, said that you can't have private security erroneous. with guns. You were saying that you can't have a private security. It was erroneous. You you can have a private security with guns and not believe in private citizenry owning guns. You can do that. Let me get this straight then. So if we don't agree with you, we have an erroneous opinion. Yes. Yeah. That's what he said. What you got, Amber? I think when you make a when you make a misstatement of facts. No, nope. it becomes it's not an erroneous opinion. Of facts. Oh, so when we make it is a misstatement of facts. Uh-uh. You can have an arm. You can have armed security to f- take care you of you and your like, family without you like, believing that every Joe Schmo out there needs to own a gun. Joe, you know, why, why Joe are they so special that. that they get protection <laughs> and I can't? We don't believe because, because they. Will you go hire you some protection, Amber? We don't. Believe Nobody said you can't go hire that same security company. If you don't make the money and you didn't do enough to earn the wages to be able to afford that security company, that's not the rich person's fault. That's your fault. Do better. Saying we are saying that if you if they come against the citizens of own they come against the citizens for their right to bear arms, if they say you cannot own these weapons, you do not deserve these weapons. We're taking these weapons away from you. Well, then take them away from their security. I then think security so. shouldn't have those weapons. Well, security is trained, so. and security oh, has been through training, and they're legally like it's a lawful thing. It's like it's, it's you wouldn't critical. take you wouldn't take. You don't take the weapons away from the police officers because the citizens. They're hypocritical. We're not talking about. It's not hypocritical. There are a lot of dumb people out there that do not need to own guns. I'm not. Wow. I'm not arguing. Period. There are a lot of idiots out there that I would not trust with any kind of weapon in their hand, much less a gun. We're not around me or my family. So I'm saying that if you if you make a law that says that. You have to go through a certain amount of training hours in order to own your gun, and you, you have to prove that you're uh, mentally capable enough to own a gun, and then you are able to own a gun through a uh, a license through the state. That's not even then, the conversation. Yeah, that's that not is. even the conversation. These are the people. That is well. No, yeah, okay, no, well, okay. Let me let me finish here. Let me finish. Let me finish. You were saying that a congressman. A congressman was saying that they don't believe that citizenry should own guns, but then they have a private detail that has guns. That's not being a hypocrite. Yes, it is. No, because they are trained professionals with guns. They're not just plain Joe Schmo citizenry with guns. There's a difference between me thinking that Karate Jane and Dr. Jed need to own guns, and then me saying that they don't need to own guns, but I want to be protected in case they come up against me with billy clubs. You're not hearing what we're saying at all. You've got your mind is fixed on this thing about training and all this and that, and that is not what we're saying at all. But I'm saying that that matters. If they come that out private say, security, you don't have a private security protecting you of just regular people. They're a trained security detail. If they come out and say, you cannot drive a car anymore anywhere in the United States, but we're going to be chauffeured around. That's the same thing right there. That's, a, that's what it is, only in a simpler form. 
Right. That's it. Okay. Well, in the same instance, in this why can't I call an Uber? You cannot own a gun, Russ Brown. You cannot own any firearms whatsoever to protect you and your family. But the leaders and politicians of this country can be protected. Because that, you're a leader of our, a because critical. because you hired you you don't own the gun, no no hang on no no the the senator and the person being protected aren't owning any guns, they don't own any guns. The people that are trained and paid professionals that went through the training to own that gun own the guns to protect them, and they they never said and they never said that you can't have a trained detail protect you with guns. They just said that you personally can't own the gun. Russ, how many people can afford that kind of protection, Russ? Who's fault? Who, who's okay? Ultimately, 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 whose fault is it that you can't efforts. afford that? Whose fault is that? That you can't afford that? Is it the rich person's fault that you can't afford that? No, it's your fault. You should have went to a better school. You should have got a better job. You should have done not better. It's our fault. They have changed the capitalist society, and they're trying to move our nation to communism. They're taking manufacturing away the right to. They're taking. You don't have to have manufacturing made in your own. You don't have to have manufacturing in your own country in order to make money. They're transferring wealth. You didn't see what COVID was? There's just layman jobs that are being sent overseas. You can't say that it's my fault. It's an entrepreneurial society. If you come up with a product that you want to sell and other people want to buy, you can make all the money in the world you can possibly make. Look at Michael and Dell. Michael and Dale made the money off of pillows. I work in in financial planning, and I'll tell you what. They put so much regulation on us small people so that we will go out of business so the Bernie Madoffs in the world can make all the money. I'm telling you, my brother had an idea to take little plastic tubing and put little eighth-inch slits in there in the tubing and run it every sixteenth of an inch in a little eighth-inch slit. And then you run that through a house before it's completely built. And then you can spray pest control into those tubes. And every three months, go out there and spray those tubes. And you never have to go into the home of the of the resident to spray for pesticides ever because the tubes run through their walls. And it slowly leaks out. My brother made over $400 million off that idea when Ted Turner bought it. And my brother was a piece of crap dude that was adopted out as a 12-year-old kid and lived through foster systems. What does that have to do with what we're talking about? Because you can make it. Because she said you can't make it because of all the regulations. I'm telling you, any Joe Schmo with an idea, if it's a good enough idea that people are going to buy, you will make it. If you spend your whole life doing manual, manual labor jobs, you're going to have manual labor pay. And you're going to live in a manual labor system. It's not like it was 50 years ago. It's not. They want to crush the small guy. Doesn't have anything to do with firearms. Nobody was trying to crush a small guy. They were just trying to make money themselves. And their idea was cheaper, better, and had more variety than the small guy did. That's not the that's not the corporation's fault. That's the small guy's fault for not keeping up. That's not true, Russ. Has nothing to do with the keeping bare arms. So yes, if they made a law, if they made a law that you can't bear arms, but they had trained security that had arms on them, that'd be no different than the police continuing to have arms that the military having arms that the citizens can have it. Yes, it is. No, because the government could could hold us up, uh, all, all of us up, because we would have nothing to defend ourselves against the uprising. Right, but that's that has nothing to do with them being hypocrites by having an armed security. Yes, it is. That's an, no, it isn't. Yes, it is. 
It does. <laughs> Thank you, Eric, for this conversation. Appreciate you, buddy. Good job, <laughs> Eric. Eric was sitting back there. Yeah, just made coffee. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We'll just have to agree to disagree. Middle, welcome. Eric's that guy in your backyard when you have that bonfire. That looks like- <laughs> I'm sitting back there with that little sheepish look at his eye with that gasoline going, I'm going to throw this gasoline on that fire. <laughs> hey, uh, all I know so, is Eric, Eric didn't stir the pot. He just took it off the boil of the burner. So, so here, here, here's my question, old man. If, you, if you're throwing a party for a 12-year-old and you have liquor at this party and you don't give any of this liquor to 12-year-olds, but you allow the adults to drink, is that being hypocritical? No, because you're not breaking the law. Oh, uh, Okay. Are you breaking the so, law? So, so if they made a law against firearms for private citizenry, but they had armed professional citizenry that was trained to carry no, guns to protect those private citizenry, no, 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 is that not the same thing? Yeah, because it's a violation of the Second Amendment. Yep. Our, right, but amendments, but right. amendments are just that. They are amendable. Yeah, right? and you can God amend an amendment. That, that's right what it's right. To protect ourselves. That's biblical. I mean, he does. Yeah, not God didn't anyone. give us guns. That's not true. God gave someone the mindset to be able to create the guns, and God made sure that we all have the ability to protect ourselves. Well, in that, in that, that instance, then God made us, He gave us all the mindset in order to use stem cells in order to create other body parts for humans that some people find unnatural and unbiblical in itself. So you can't use that argument. God didn't give us guns. If you like what you, you know, if you like the conversation, okay. go hit that follow. Give us a follow. All right, Russ. Yeah, you, you know. God doesn't want us to protect ourselves, okay? Just, just, just say Russ is right and leave it he at is, that. He's right. Never, he's right. I never he's said that God doesn't want you to protect right. yourself. I'm right. saying that God yes, didn't give did. you a gun to protect yourself. It's like it's like dealing with a uh, uh, dealing with a with a liberal that that uh, you know under the flag of a you know that runs around saying they're a conservative. Yeah, whatever. Right. Whatever. Well, let's just throw away. Let's just throw away the Second Amendment, so the government is the only people with the guns right. because of their. I am very fire. much pro Second Amendment. That That's was never the, the question. Of, the Second are. Amendment was never the question of whether I was pro Second Amendment or not. I, know I was are, stating right? that it's not hypocritical it to be a politician and say that private citizens cannot own a gun, but to have an armed detail protecting you. That's not hypocritical. Take their guns away. It would be them. hypocritical if you had all your cousins out there from West Virginia protecting you with guns and then said they are private citizens. Guns. My guns, and you can't have your guns. That's the way it is right there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was good. That gets the old blood pumping. Well, my blood's pumping, too. And I was tired because I didn't sleep last night. I had so much now on my and, and thanks to Eric and Russ, now I am pumping blood. You're ready for the rest of the day. I have yeah, a after- I'm ready now. I'm ready. ready. Too bad. Do it. Too bad we don't. Too bad we don't have a Tom After Dark show on Fridays anymore. Um, until further <laughs> notice. But, uh, but I know that might be like Brett's show and then Russ's outside normal show that might pick up similar conversations. Yeah. yeah, Robert. Good to hey, see you. Hey, Josie Hey, or slightly serious might be a good good avenue. Russ has later. a good idea for Friday. I think his idea is great. Hey, speaking of fighting. Speaking of fighting, I saw this guy is, is, uh, oh, let's see, uh, Osman's not on, Osman's not on here. Uh, speaking of fighting, I saw this video of this guy saying, he just was saying that he basically thinks he can take on a kangaroo. He can whip a kangaroo's butt. And he made a video of it. And he goes, I can I whip forever. a kangaroo. 
why is everybody afraid of a kangaroo? I get out there, I'd knock him out. I'd be, and he's going on and on about taking on this kangaroo. And this uh, Aussie guy is listening to it, and he goes, "Man, you don't know, <laughs> you don't know what what you're talking about." Uh, uh, taking on a kangaroo. Kangaroos are kangaroos are mean. Uh, oh I'm yeah, mean- I'll tell you what happened here in Phoenix. Our deputy. So so the there was five. I think it was five kangaroos that got loose, and people thought we're calling nine one one and said, "I think the zoo lost some kangaroos." Yeah. And these deputies were trying to figure out how they're going to capture these kangaroos and their baby kangaroos, but they can sure jump really high. Mm-hmm. So. I don't remember how they were able to wrangle it up, but it was not easy for them. And actually, one got hurt right in the chest uh-huh. from from one of the kangaroos. But they were able to wrestle the kangaroos. And you know where they came from? No. They came from a, a guy who was so freaking drunk that he bought five kangaroos. <laughs> and his wife was so ticked. Because next thing you know, there's these five kangaroos and she doesn't know what to do with them. And she's bad. Huh. Her husband spent all this money on kangaroos. Hey, Middle E, let me ask you a question. Are you from Australia? I heard Dr. Jed say the sexual experience with me. Oh, um, we're not talking about that. Uh, are you from almost? You're almost from Australia. Oh, okay. So is that, that a Kiwi? A that New mean? Zealander? Are you from New Zealand? I don't know. But the one thing I understand about kangaroos is that, uh, you know, people think, well, they got those front claws and they're going to box you with their front claws. And, uh, you know, that's the big thing about boxing a kangaroo. But the, what they don't understand from, yes, they'll they kick you. Those yes. those hind legs, they can balance. They get their uh, kind of balance with their tail. Those, on the they got that, the long claws on those back legs, man. They'll, they'll they can embowel you. Yeah, they can embowel oh, really? you. Really? They can embowel you. They can rip your guts, rip your guts right out. Disembowel, yeah, yeah. Yeah, They'll disembowel you, you. like in uh, Silence. What was that Silence of the Land sequel? Uh, Whatever. When the guy was hanging, and then they, uh, yeah, he was disemboweled and hung over the church. Hannibal. Hannibal. Yes, yes, yes. That was it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean that's. uh, (laughs) He said Silence of the Kangaroos. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't want to. I mean, I wouldn't want to mess with him. Hey, baby. There's, uh, a, there's a funny video going around of a guy. He's uh, he, he must be a GoPro or something. You see him like pulling up, and he's in the woods. He's he's like the video opens up, and within like the first few seconds, he pulls up on a kangaroo who has his dog in a headlock, and then the guy's you know trying to chase off the kangaroo. So the guy, the kangaroo, lets go of the dog, and then square stands up and squares up with the guy. Like literally, like puts up his dukes, you know, like he's gonna. Yeah, they're like in the box. water on like a lake. Dude, they, uh, this was in the woods. This was on dry ground, but. Oh, okay. Um, but but the guy, the kangaroo, stood up, and it was pretty much the same height as the guy. And then the guy just kind of like, kind of like, uh, just smacked him in the face really hard. Uh-huh. And the kangaroo was looking around like, "What the heck was that?" And then take took off. Yeah. So. I saw, I saw almost the same thing like that, Chef, but they were in the water, and the kangaroo was trying to drown that guy's dog. Maybe, oh and the guy uh, ran out to rescue his dog. The way I remember it, the guy was on some type of either quad or like moped or or whatever dirt bike. Mm-hmm. When he rolled up on the kangaroo, uh, the dog just looked like it was a pit bull or something like that, a boxer maybe. 
And man, yeah, the, the kangaroo had the dog in the headlock. And it could have been the one in the water. The way I, I remember it on dry ground. But I mean, you know, it was like a I while just, ago I had seen it. I just don't understand people that want to challenge wild animals. I, I, I just, just don't understand. Yeah, I don't, like, I, I wanted I don't to don't buy five either. kangaroos. <laughs> yeah, well, I, it, 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 yeah, I will tell you this, old man. I would never want to engage with any type of wild animal especially ones that are uh, capable of just like hurting, you know, venomous animals or uh, ones that are bigger than me or the same size as me. Oh yeah. However, if, if, if one had my dog in a headlock, I would probably fight to the death to save my dog. So. <laughs> Middle I don't know who you are. I don't know who you are. I wish you did the follow button in that, but he says I had a fight with a kangaroo. Then we made it up and now we have four kids. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, yeah. I just like how right. Shep was. Right, that's be- my buddy, man. That's middle, middle. Yeah, Marley. Well, um, huh? Where's, Boy, he from? Where, where's he from, Russ? He didn't. He never really said. Yeah, he, he's from Birmingham. Birmingham, England. That's really far from what, oh, I got you, yeah. in England. I thought he was He's a Birmingham. <laughs> oh, nice. nice. Are they really dark to me? Uh, uh, Marley says, did you all ever see the video where the kangaroo was super buff jumping at the window at this guy's, uh, apparently at some guy, yeah. Yeah, Those kangaroos look like they're at the gym. Uh, uh, J-Baby sent me a picture of a kangaroo and uh, about, it may have been that one you were talking about, uh, Shep, on the heart, on the land. And uh, I I replied back to J-Baby and go, I think I seen him in the gym. (laughs) Yeah, they, I don't know, but these guys, you know, there used to be a thing, you know, back in the uh, back when what there was, was the biggest lie in that story that you seen a kangaroo or that you were in a gym. Oh, that well, it was all it was all a lie. I, I, I never, I've never seen a kangaroo and I've never seen him in the gym. I was making a joke. It was a joke, Russ. Don't need to get off, get off the, get off the, uh, off your stand. It was just a joke. I don't need you to call me out. I'm just kidding. I've seen a kangaroo at the zoo. You did not give me a whatever. Did you give me a whatever? Oh, now you're asking. You know, there was a time when uh, you could go to like carnivals. I just want you to leave this episode as irked as I do. That's all. As hurt? As irked. Irked. I-R-K-E-D. Irked. No, irked's not mad. It's irked. If you're urged, you need to let it go. You have vexed my soul today, brother. Oh, you need to let that go. You need to let that go, man. I mean, you need to let. Don't let your argument go. Let being vexed go. I mean, you need to take it from a seventy-year-old man. You need to learn how to argue and have a fight, and then just move on. I will hold on to it like my private security company. (laughs) 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 That was good. Never funny. Everybody needs to hear the first of that song in 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 of uh, of uh, uh, what that frozen. Let it go. Let it go. Yeah. Now you need to move on after that stuff. Yeah. Let it go. I don't know when you get rid of it. You always put it back in you put it back in the folder and put it back in the in its in the in the shelf. So when it comes up again, you just go, wait a minute, open the drawer, pull the folder back out here, and you're ready to pick it back up. Oh man. Life's too short for holding that kind of stuff. I'm telling you, all you young people. I'm telling you, you just, uh, you know, you can have a big, 
You can have a big uh, hot debate and uh, arguing all this and that, but when it's done, you need to just move on. Let it go. Not to, not to bring back up uh, the subject that you guys were just <laughs> debating uh, a couple minutes ago, but did I hear you guys say correctly that if uh, I lost the right or if I never earned the privilege to be able to own a firearm, I shouldn't be able to have um, any type of security hey, detail? protecting no. me with firearms. No, we never you, said that. No, we never said that. Hey, James. Uh, the analogy, exactly what they said. I heard an analogy that I, I thought I heard was that if I lost my privilege to own a driver's license, I shouldn't be able to have a chauffeur. No. Did I hear that correctly? No, no. Wait, wait. Hold on a second, Chef. What we're saying is, is if the, if the, if the average, if the, the American citizen loses the right to keep and bear arms, then nobody should have the right to keep and bear arms. Yeah. We don't care if you got training. We don't care if you're in a private security. Right. We're just saying if we can't own them, nobody can own them. Because right. the worst thing you can do is disarm your citizen citizenry, and then only the rich and the powerful can right. have firearms. Right. See, and then that makes everybody oh, okay. else their slave. That makes everybody else their slave. Kind of thing. Yeah, that right. makes everybody else their slave. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I understand. See, no, no, uh, I understand. Middle East says kangaroos are most active between dusk and dawn. Well, that's because they're they're nocturnal uh, as they search for their favorite foods, grass as well as leaves, ferns. Well, they're kind of like a uh, kind of like a big rodent, aren't they? They're, they're, What's are like inside the rodent. pouch? Is it for, is it like lined in fur or is it kind of like skin or what's up in there? I don't know. Let me know. I, I have no idea. All I know is that when they when they give birth, when they give birth, the little the little kangaroo comes out of the the female kangaroo parts and claw and climbs into that pouch. I've seen a video on that. Huh? Yeah, that's, that's, that's where they that's where they that's where they feed. That's where the nipple is. They got to climb. That's they get in there. To, it, it, oh, is it's that just where crazy. They, they, yeah, they, yeah, they crawl. They know yeah, to do that. yeah, that's where they crawl in and latch oh. on, and that's and that's where they grow in there. Oh, wait, 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 wait! I didn't know that. Wait, wait, wait! Lucky E, she used her motto: "Leave that drama for your mama." Yeah, thank and you. And that's Lucky where e. they. Uh, I mean, I, I know that's where they carry their young. And all that stuff. Yeah, when they come. Yeah, when they first come out. When they first come out, they they actually like cross between a grub worm and a little caterpillar. But they got, but they got to oh, come yeah? out. But they, okay. yeah, okay. they got to make it inside that pouch because that's where the nipple is, and that's where they finish growing inside sure. that pocket. That. That I did not know that. Wow, Doc, you just taught me something. Yeah, man, I, I think it's you crazy. don't know when you're messing Animals. with the doctor. That's right. <laughs> Animal, animals that are born with that kind of instinct. I'll make you jump up and down and clap your hands. I wish I had a pouch I can go right in. <laughs> I tell you what, yeah, that would be something, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's see here. Let's see here. So my kids are gonna get braces next week, and that was part oh, of the reason oh, I couldn't gosh. sleep last night. I don't got, know why. I felt so a, bad uh, about it. You got insurance to cover that? You got insurance? Yeah, uh, but it's gonna cost me six grand. Oh um, yeah. That's not bad though. Six grand for both of them, or six grand each. Both. Yeah, but how much of that's that? That's not is, bad at all, Amber. How much of that that's is the really insurance going to cover. Three thousand. 
Oh, they're covering um, half of it? Yeah, they're covering um, 3000 each kid. I have to come up with almost 1900 for Annabelle and about four grand for Philip. Uh, I, well, I mean, I had they... braces recently that just came off a few months ago, and I had them. I for thought I saw years. a picture of you with braces. Yeah, I had them. Did and... you have the old, the old school kind where no. they tighten it with the you know, the Invisalign? Uh, the Invisalign, yeah, I had yeah, the Invisalign, yeah. and my kids are like really dreading it, and I, I kind of feel bad, like guilty about it, but they no, need, so don't, I shouldn't don't, feel guilty don't. about it. Because let me tell you something: when they get to be, uh, you know after puberty and then especially into the dating world they're going to be so happy they had it done trust me oh, so yeah. how old's uh how old's philip he's seven so neck he is so crowded there's no no room for baby teeth to come or adult teeth to come in well so i was going we to ask you has he lost has he lost all his baby teeth yet? no no he's lost some but not all but we have to expand his mouth just so he mm -hmm. can have more teeth to come in and he has to be like that for six months, and every night I have to crank his little uh -huh. device. And I'm like not looking forward to that. It, that's the painful part, from what I understand. I never had braces. I I, that's what I. But think. um, so what happened? His so because his he doesn't have the room for the adult teeth to come in, the baby teeth won't get pushed out properly. Is that yeah, what's going on? Something like that, or the teeth won't, or even if they do. All his teeth won't come in right, and so they're gonna be all yeah. They'll get shifted and it's stuff. It's gonna be so gnarly for mm -hmm. him. So he really he's about five years into braces when all of said and done. I'd like to see uh, I'd like to see an X-ray of his teeth. Oh, I, I saw I, it yesterday. It was gnarly. Yeah, I'd like to see that. I I, I would really be interested. When, when did kids stop losing their baby teeth? At what age? I'm not sure, know. but the dentist said about eight years old, he'll have, he'll, it'll be a good time for him to start getting braces. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to guess the majority of his teeth will be gone by eight. Uh, I was going to say, I was going to say they, they wouldn't, they wouldn't put braces on the baby teeth. They got to wait for them. To yeah, they do. They have to wait for that. Up. And, and our orthodontist is really kind to me. Like he's like, you know, uh, since your son's going to be in treatment for so long, we can stretch it out as long as you need to because I have a lot on my plate. Like, I think that's another reason why I didn't sleep last night. I'm like, that's six grand. Uh, we have this trip coming up, hopefully if the war is over, because I really want to go see my family. It's been 10 years. That's a lot of money. Um, and I, I only work on commission. So if I don't have clients, mm -hmm. I don't get a paycheck. And so Philip's pay paycheck covers our basic bills our basic right. stuff right and i have to cover all the extra and so it's just and and it's stupid i shouldn't i shouldn't stress about it because i know i've god's always provided money I, he always does so it's so dumb for me not to sleep last night and old man had this talk yesterday but I just, it just, and then there's this, like I told the guys, there's a, a trip I'd love to go to and see my friends if I could, but I don't know that that's going to be possible. Would, but. would the orthodontist work a payment plan with you? And yeah, and he did. And he, he, he'd be willing to do whatever it takes to help me. Okay. Support, okay. Which is oh, great. See you, Bella. Right? That, yeah, that should help. I think so. I think that should help a lot with the stress and the overwhelm. I'm trying oh, to do like a, so I started a, a payment plan and we'll see how it goes. Is it a, I, I'm picking up my student loans again. I'm still paying off my car repairs. Oh my gosh. I mean, there's just so much on my plate. Yeah. For yeah. I hear, I right hear now, you. So it's like, I'm sorry. Amber is, uh, is the, uh, the, the, the bill for the, uh, I know it's a high bill for the braces, but that's a one time, 
that's a one-time one-time thing, right? I mean, yes, you don't have to pay for any of the again. other. You don't have to pay for any of the other. Uh, any of the other visits or anything. That's all into that. That's all incorporated right, into that one-time pill. Oh, okay. And right. and that's the thing about orthodontist care. You only get a one-time deal with braces. So if you don't use your retainer and your teeth get gnarly again, uh -huh. so sorry, your insurance won't pay for it. Hi, Daniel. Wow. The retainers after the braces do the thing. Yeah. The retainer will help keep it shape. Yeah, it keeps it and, from going uh, back to what it was. And, and I and where's that? You have to wear braces. that for. I'm not going backwards. Uh, no way. How long do you have to wear the retainer for before they actually Life. set? Oh, really? Yep. Oh well, wow, you know, I didn't know that. You know, when I was growing up, I grew up in the generation that if you're, you know, I mean, braces were. Wow, I mean, life, they, huh? they were something that the only the rich did, you know, uh, and it, because I guess the bracing was so crude and that, but only the rich people got braces. All of my generation, we grew up with crooked teeth and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, I just, like the um, I, I mean, I, I don't know how the Invisalign's work versus like traditional braces. But I remember when I was in grammar school and these kids got their braces, like the metal ones. The coolest thing about them was they can change the color of the rubber bands depending on like. But you know, yeah, that's what Annabelle was saying. Her, her friend does holidays. Every month. Oh, it's cool. Yeah, it's that. That's like probably the coolest thing about braces. But I do know it's painful, especially yeah, when they got a crank. It was even painful it. for me when, uh, when you like, I had to get new trays every week, and so every time you got your new trays for the first couple of days, your mouth was sore. I don't um, know what that means. And then was that the, the shape like for the, the Invisalign? Because um, you have to. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Hey, so Shelby, Shelby, did you have uh, did you uh, have to get uh, braces for any of your your girls? Shelby, are you there? Shelby, I'm here. Um, yeah, my youngest Emily, she had to have braces. Huh. How long did your daughter have to wear them for? Uh, eighteen months. Yeah. 18 months. Yep. I was I was not exactly two years. I was right under two years, but they're thinking anywhere from 18 <clears throat> to 24 months for Annabelle. Well, you know, I come from the generation where uh, braces were far and few between to now, today, where it seems like, uh, you know, almost every other kid's got braces. It's that, it's that payment plan because those things ain't cheap. No. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, after, we, after we paid, after we got them paid off, they took them off. Mm. And she's got this, um, like, uh, like this gold strip thing, um, behind her front teeth, her huh. upper front teeth. Is that yeah. like a permanent retainer? She got gold teeth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh. <laughs> it's a strip behind. It's a permanent retainer behind her front teeth. So it's it's, it's all right. Teeth. So it's a, yeah okay. So it's, it's not like something that she would have to put in and out. Every night, no, 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 no. It's, it's it's always it's there up. to yeah. keep the, uh, the just kind of give it a little bit line. of a little bit of a backbone, I guess. And it, does if that get in the it, way of eating and stuff? Does food get caught up in there? No, no, no. I didn't have no. that experience. Hey, Shepard, okay. if they put it in front of her teeth, that'd be in a grill, baby. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Cadillac grills. In my neck of the woods, if your choppers wasn't no count, you just in bad shape. I'm here yeah. to tell you. You, yeah, walk around five, did, six, you walk around six, seven years old with no teeth. That's that too bad. That's, that's it. 
What about you, at Russ? Least... What do you think about your girl? Uh, you know, your your older kids that they go through braces, and what about the younger kids? They any brace brace activity going on? Do you think with them? So uh, with Madison, I gave uh -huh. her Mountain Dew as a little baby, and it's caused a world of problems with their teeth. They've had to pull like uh, nineteen of her teeth out, her baby teeth are out. Before uh, she's had to have three oral surgeries. Um, what would what is that? How does that tie into Mountain Dew? What's what's going on? The with sugar. That? Well, oh, the genetically, sugar. she had she has bad gums. Genetically, oh my and gosh. that sugar got in there when she was a baby when uh -huh. her teeth were forming. She was and it got in there she and just ate it. Ate. Yeah, well, worse than that, it was just eating the entire root out. Oh wow! And, uh, well, so you know when she gets older, she pulls that out and. Uh, She's going to get braces and all kinds of stuff when she gets older. When, when she gets older, Russ. Teeth. When she gets older, Russ, she might she might remember all that and come after you in the dark one night. Yeah, she she remembers it now. She she knows why. She's yeah. taking going to take your revenge. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that yeah. either. So yeah, don't give little babies soft drinks. Man, was, and it wasn't that I just gave her soft drink all the time. No, it was just, I, I she'd want something to drink, and I'd be like, hey, "Here, hey, you know. yeah." She'd come to dad, and he's drinking some, uh, you know, a Mountain Dew. I want some. I want some. Yeah, I give him yeah, a little don't bit. Don't ever yeah. do that. Yeah, it's the worst thing mm -hmm. you could ever do to a kid. Don't Jeez, Louise, I feel sorry. I feel sad for Madison now. But it just yeah. seems strange Ooh, how yeah. some folks can go through their entire lives and still got. Does do do y'all know anybody that still has thirty two dead teeth? No, my daughter has all of her, you know, even teeth. the wisdom teeth. Yes, yeah, she's, she's in the process of needing to get them cut out. Yeah, yeah, I got all mine cut out at the same time. That was but not she's still fun. young though, Shelby. She's not, you know. No, she's no, young. she's an adult. Lucky she's, she's get a young, hands. young adult. She's not like she never have a problem in her forties or fifties yet. Never have to go to a dentist. I mean, I I know a couple of people, and that's when we got in heated argument some years ago. That bad teeth and gums is it hereditary? Sometimes, sometimes. Yeah, I think just, that I think it is. Sometimes it's your um, hygiene. Some some people just don't have good hygiene, and it goes bad. And sometimes it's hereditary, and it goes bad. Well, Doc, what about in the eighteen, in the sixteen, seventeen, eighteen hundreds? You know, I mean, dentistry wasn't that big, and all those. I see what you're saying because those people running around, you know, and uh, you know. Oh yeah, they chewed on, they chewed on sticks, they chewed on sticks, and and horse horse hairs and everything to get that stuff out twisted teeth. But yet, but but still, I mean, you know, is it hereditary? I, I've never or, understood though why med uh, dental dental procedures in that aren't don't just fall under medical insurance medical. i know it's, it's, that's it's, when you get your like when you get your wisdom teeth cut out it does go under medical but when you're just yeah but when you're getting cleanings and stuff it goes under um and braces it goes under dental and they don't give you very much discounts really the dental uh -oh. insurance doesn't save you a ton of money it really doesn't well, did you know that when you have your teeth done, you're you're getting your teeth cleaned or you're brushing your teeth or anything like that, that's the only time that you're actually cleaning your skeleton? I didn't know that. How's yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> the only time you're actually cleaning your skeleton. Interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I don't know. All that stuff just kept me up last night, and I, I just felt bad about my kids needing braces, and I shouldn't because it's stupid. I mean, I'm 40 years old, and I had braces, so it went by fast for me. I hope it'll go by fast for them. Well, Miss Dixie says, true, because gum issues can affect your overall health. And yeah. I, you know, I never knew that until my true. mom she was having uh she was having heart problems and uh i you know i was you know we were concerned because my mom's having heart problems and then she had all her teeth pulled she had all her teeth pulled and went to full dentures and her heart problems kind of went away and i thought well what how's that and she explained to me you know that well there's a there's a link to your gums and your teeth to all your whole body health and uh i i didn't know that i i, I did not know that yeah. You'd be surprised, and you know, sinus problems, even you know, even your teeth can um, create sinus problems. Really, I did not know that. Yeah, uh. Doc Holiday was the coolest dentist there ever was. He was a cowboy dentist. That's right. He really was a really. dentist too, wasn't yep. he? Yeah, he coolest really was. Dentist there ever was, and there ever will be. Doc Holiday. Yeah, if he couldn't pull him out, he'd shoot him out. <laughs> <laughs> Coolest, coolest yeah, and why did he have a gun? And why did he have a gun? Because of the Second Amendment. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> I was always, yeah, yeah. I was always uh, partial to the Barber Deville. You know, he was a dentist too. Well, you know, barbers, uh, barbers back in the, you know, back in the, uh, you know, you know, early, early, you know, the eighteenth, nineteenth century, and at that, yeah, that's barbers. You went to barbers. And uh, you could get a haircut and have your dentistry work done at the same time. I didn't time. know that. Hey, that's why the yeah, yeah. that's why that old barber pole that old barber pole has that uh, striped uh, that yeah. striped um, the striped pole outside. The yeah, the striped pole outside, Amber. Yeah, and and also wait, they would wait, wait, be, go back to that. What does that have anything to do with anything? That was a sign to that you could get dentistry and and light medical stuff done at the barber shop. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, mm. and. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think the very first dentists around were barbers. I mean, uh, yeah. really? Yeah. Wow. Get a get a shave, haircut, pomade, and get and get two gum pulled out at the same time. I just <laughs> learned that. Wow. Yeah, and it's an interesting study if you look into it. I mean, it shows. Uh, uh, it's a very interesting study because uh, they were talking about it. The the research I did, they were talking about how the old dentistry and the in the uh old, you know the old west the the wild west they go to the barber and i mean they get you they you know no anesthetic they just get you drunk strap you down have a couple of guys hold you down in the chair and then the dentist climbs up in the chair or the That's barber the only thing you could do back then is yeah whiskey. the barber climbs up there with a pair of pliers and yanks that thing yeah yeah and they said that uh, a lot of people would have broken jaws and all that from having that work done oh man oh man Oh, broken jaws! Wow, best a lot of whiskey to make you feel better. Best That's anesthetic right. in the world. Good couple of moonshine. Hell, swallow that, you won't feel uh, a thing. Yeah, and a lot right. of opium. And a lot of opium. Yeah, a lot of opium. Last you know night on a uh, bread show, I was drinking some moonshine. I don't care. You know, that's the one thing they don't talk much about. Uh, Russ is back in the uh, back in the old west. Was the um, the opium dens because it was legal. They yep. go to the opium dance. Right. They get yeah, log them. Yeah, and they used that's what they called it, log them. Really? And, yeah, and then, yeah, log them. That, yeah, yeah you look it up. That, that that stuff was pure. I mean, pure. 
Now opium <laughs> is op opium and cocaine. Is there a link there? I don't know. I'm not. I don't. I don't know much about drugs. Is there a link between no, opium and cocaine? No, there's not. No. Yeah, they're um, different plants. Yeah. So, so co cocaine oh, comes oh, from the uh, cocoa. Opium. Plant. Opium. Uh, comes from comes poppies. From the, it's, it's from the poppies. But opium, you can, yeah, you, know, you smoke it. Uh, but that's what gets synthesized into morphine and uh, heroin, uh, and then obviously for the drug companies for any type of uh, opiate painkillers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So morphine, morphine ship is kind of a byproduct of opium. Yeah. Oh, he, he. he oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about the exact synth, like how they synthesize it, but I do know that. If I took a Percocet, an Oxycontin, or heroin, it'll it'll metabolize into my body as morphine. That's what shows up on a drug test. Nowadays, but but nowadays the, the drug tests have changed where they could distinguish distinguish the difference between like oxy versus uh, uh, morphine. Uh, so like heroin would still metabolize as morphine, but I think oxy they could test like if it's a pill or not now. Fentanyl um it's just an opiate i mean these are all different opiates i know, yeah, I know one thing cocaine, i know one thing you can't on drug if you class eat, altogether if you eat some poppy seeds you will never pass a drug test no. well that's true I mean, yeah, you, but you have to eat a lot you have to eat a lot you had to eat like you had to go buy you a couple pound bag of poppy no, seeds no 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 not Nah, no, you won't. No, it's like Chef said. the The way the the drug testing has advanced so much that they 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 know if it's uh if that little bit of whatever they trace they pick up on you they know if it's because you ate a poppy seed muffin. Yeah, you know, yeah. They, so when I was going through my uh, my treatments and and uh, different places that they would randomly and regularly screen us. Um, so like, let's, I, I, there was actually a time I had like a poppy seed. I actually had two poppy seed bagels in the same day. They were everything bagels. One I had with butter, yeah, and then yeah. for lunch I had one with tuna. And I actually, uh, I popped on my test, but it was like a false positive. They thought it was a false positive. They tested me again, and it popped again. When you take the instant test, I have the lines either around the cup or a dipstick. Uh -huh. It doesn't matter how faint or how uh, vibrant the line is. A line's a line, that's a positive. So what they do from there, depending on where you are, uh, they'll send it to the lab, and then the lab can get the exact levels of it. And they have thresholds for what it would be if it was illicit drug use versus something else setting it off. Because there's a lot of different medications over the counter, actually. That will set off different things on a drug test, especially like a 15 pound. Uh, Allegra, I think, is an allergy medication that can set off uh, for cocaine. Uh, but like I said, it falls apart. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And some throat lodges can set off a um, breathalyzer. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't oh, right, know, you know cocaine was a cough syrup. I had no and, idea about that. No, so he he was saying cough, uh, cough, uh, blah, 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 cough lozenges would set off for alcohol. Yeah, like uh, well, what Doc's saying is like because when Bonac Bianca, what is it, Bonaca? What's that one? Bianca. Spray? I don't uh, think they Bonaca, make that Bonaca. anymore. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if they make it anymore either. But yeah, I mean, Bonaca, you, yeah, you spray your mouth to make your mouth fresh, and if they if the cop. Yeah, had you had to do a uh, breathalyzer test, it would go off. It would show that. Uh, so yeah, here's uh, so he, they must have changed it since the original like uh, breathalyzers uh, that came out because 
I remember me and my, I was actually just telling the story the other day. Me and my friends, we, we had gotten our hands on one and we were having a party and we were seeing how high we like what score we can get, like whoever can get the highest. And yeah. it had nothing to do with the alcohol on the breath. It's after it, it gets into the bloodstream. That's what sets off the uh, machine. So, like, I, oh, I, I remember, I, I remember, I, yeah, I took, like, a big swig of vodka. I swished it in my mouth, and then I blew right away, and I still, like, blew in nothing. Like, it was, like, right when we started. It's only until that bl- uh, the alcohol starts to uh, metabolize in your system and gets into your bloodstream that that's when you'll register. I don't know how it works like why the breath can do that but yeah but but even with um like the the rule of thumb for years was like uh, if you if you you know if you're somebody that has an employment that they're going to drug test you or random or probation whatever if if somebody went out and partied on a friday night with a little bit of cocaine come monday morning or tuesday ideally they would you know technically be uh clean because it was always like a quick thing in and out of your system but now they, like I said, they test for different metabolites, so they they can test for up to I think cocaine up to seven to eight days. I I know and, that for a fact. That's and a I'm fact. I'm not sure which yeah. drug it is, but I know there's a drug that will stay in your hair follicles for a long time. All of them. And all they, of them do. All of them. Okay. Yeah, you that's know, why Britney uh, shaved her head when she was going. Through, sorry, old man. That's when uh, Britney Spears shaved her head when she was going through that child custody hearing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That was why they suspected she shaved their head. She wasn't really having a mental breakdown, which she probably did, because she you know she does have her own things going on. But it's so that because yeah, they can test um, any kind of drug that you take, like any kind of drug you take, illicit or you know over the counter, whatever. They can test that in your hair, and then if you have long hair, especially, it's going to be in there for a while, okay. which I don't really think should be uh, a system that they should base somebody's uh custody hearing or anything else on because like what happens if let's just say i had long hair and three years ago before i got myself straightened out you know i was doing what i was doing but now i have to go through something and they want to take a hair sample like how is that fair you know what i mean but i don't know yeah. if they go by the by the length of it i i don't know how that works i've only been tested uh by urine and blood so i do know they need uh i i had a friend who had to get a drug test and uh, they were taking his hair, and uh, he, before he went and had, uh, before he got told he needed to do the drug test, he went and got a haircut. And then when he yeah. went, then they give him the notice that he had the drug test, and they go, "I just got a haircut," you know. And it's like uh, you have to have some kind of length in your hair for it to work, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and, and, and when I think I, it, takes, uh, it takes a while to after you stop using for for uh, that hair follicle to grow out long enough where it's not going to be. But they, yeah. they can test from your underarm hair too. If you like shave your head, they can test from your underarm hair, or pubic really? hair. Really? Well, and they can test from your hair too. Oh yeah, that, that, that's how they test in the military. Hair, that makes sense. That. Hair's hair, right? I mean, hair's hair, right? It doesn't matter yeah, where. Yeah, sure. What were you going to sure. say, Doc? You were going to say something. When I was uh, working part time in GNC some years ago, and uh, Big Tire oh, Plant here was open in Charlotte, you guys sold we, the kit. They let those people know when they were gonna get a drug test. General time, yeah. they would let these people know you got a drug test coming up, and uh, they there was a combination herb combination, Montana Big Sky. I don't yeah. know what was in that bottle, but I t- we couldn't keep it. 
we Doc, I, 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 once, I once had to buy that. It was a bottle of like a juice, and then it came with like a little like tube with like five vitamin looking tablets you in there. You could not, we could and, not um, keep that stuff. It would be gone. Yeah, if we got in on Wednesday, it. by the weekend, it would the shelf would be empty. You would take it like two hours before your, your drug test. So if you knew you had to, you know, take one, you, ideally you would want to urinate before you drink that stuff. And then uh, urinate one more time and then wait. And then that third one would be the drug test urine. Um, and it actually had worked for me once. I only tried it once. But it was it was a sketchy where like, it worked, but it was sketchy the way the line. It was like a weird squiggly instead of a straight line. So I think it just like aired out that one panel. But it did work. I mean, it did, it did say it. I was negative. Now, Chap, let me ask you. It's so... Um... Okay, so we're talking, you know, hair and obviously urine tests and all this and that. But I mean, isn't the isn't a blood isn't a blood test the ultimate test? I mean, checking the blood. Uh, yeah. So it is. Uh, it's. It, I think it really depends on the 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 circumstances. So for probation, they UA'd me. Right. That was the way they did it. And they also have a mouth swab test. The mouth swab test used to be very easy to trick. They're not so much anymore, but they're also not as sensitive. So if something, let's just say for argument's sake, uh, an opiate would pop in my system for up to five to seven days after I last used, excuse me, um, the, the swab might only uh, detect it for up to two days in my saliva. Hey, Robert. Um, as far as the blood goes, that's also a, a quicker way for it to it metabolize it through your system, because it all it's always based on the drug's half life. So you know, if uh, let's just say uh, for a pill, a drug's half life is going to be seventy two hours, and that seventy two hours, half of that drug is eliminated for your from your system, but the rest of it that's there. It's going to take another 72 for half of that to go away and then for half of that to go away. And then obviously they have a detectable range. So once it's below a certain range, it most likely won't pop, especially the instant tests. Mm -hmm. But um, all I know is this. There's a lot of people that are that, you know, they have issues. They have their their addictions and it's not as easy for them to stop, even though there's consequences. And they will do anything and everything to try to pass that test. I, I've seen it all. And I don't blame them for doing it because um, I've been in that situation where I knew I needed to stop and I wanted to and I just couldn't. Right. But in, I know with pro state probation, they uh, literally like watch you. Like It's not like they're looking at a mirror. It's not like they're staring right at you to make sure you don't have any type of uh, prosthetic uh, device that makes it look like a real thing. Because they do sell things like that, mm -hmm. um, and for for women, uh, they would find like you know uh, not to be graphic, but a condom or something with somebody who had clean urine and go that route. So, with with state probation, they're pretty they're pretty uh, on top of that for cheating. But when it comes down to like employment and stuff like that, uh, not so much, in, in my experience. Yeah. I don't know. We used to test an awful lot of people where I worked in my working career. We used to test an awful lot of people. And, uh, you honestly, know, I, I found that honesty is the best part. Like, if I would have just been honest, yeah. and I, I fought my probation officer for it should have been a six month probation. I was on it for almost six years because of my, my stubbornness. If I would have been honest, like she had asked me to be many times, 
I would have uh, I would have been probably given a little bit more leniency and and there being put back into a warrant after my arrest, which I spent like well, that's I had, because I went, I've been to jail two times once. Yeah, I think that's because I think that's because once you you're not honest, now you're a liar, and that that brings all kinds of things into question. It's, it's dis- like disrespect, I think, is the number one thing. They felt she yeah. felt disrespected because they do try to work with you. I mean, I can't say they didn't. You know, yeah. they might not be they, the best at it, but they do they do give you a shot to be as yeah, to be. They understand all the hassle. Yeah, they man. And, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what they I did, got to the right? point when I was hiring people, I'd have, they'd come in, I'd go, okay, all right, well, all right, uh, well, before we go any further with this hiring, uh, you know, pro- process to get you on board, I got to send you for a drug test. And then I just look right at him, I go, look, don't waste my time. If, if there's any opportunity or any doubt that you're going to pass this drug test, just say, never mind. And uh, we'll go down this road again later. Don't waste my time. So if they said to you, if they said to you, there's a chance I'm going to, I'm going to pop positive for something. You wouldn't get rid of the application. You give them another chance. Like we're. I tell them to come back in six months or something like that. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Whereas if they lie to you and they fail, like that's that, right? Like I just tear it up, tear it up. Yeah. Are you gonna pass? Oh, no, bro, no problem, no problem. I'm gonna do this. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just that it's 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 that uh, it's it's I don't know why uh, alcoholics and drug addicts uh, lie about that kind of stuff. It's almost like I think it's either we got in trouble for it so many times. Before people understood that the problem was worse than what it really was, and we're just trying to protect our, ourselves, or it's it's the uh, it's really the shame I think in it. That was my whole thing. That yeah, was the shame. probably it's, it's, is the shame in it. And, and you're right. You're right. Honesty is the best policy. I worked really hard to get this guy hired at one job I was at. I mean, I worked really hard. They loved the guy. He was a good guy, you know. And I knew he had used drugs in the past. And I was telling him, "Look, they're going to drug test you." Don't you know? Don't do drugs. Don't you want? You could you could make some good money on this job. They're gonna they're gonna treat you good. You can move up the ladder real fast. They like you, and you're you know I'm I'm kind of going to bat for you. My reputation's on the line. Okay, you got this sewed up. He come in for his interviews. It's looking really good. He comes in. He fails a drug test. I could have killed that guy. I could have walked into HR when he's in there having that meeting and I could have, I could have killed him because it was like, not only did it hurt him, but then it hurt me. Oh yeah. You endorsed the guy. I go up to bat for him. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I just looked at him and say, man, you just need to get away well, from that. You know, so, some people just, you know, habitually burn their bridges. I mean, like I have a cousin, cousin named Josh, who was hard, hot and heavy on drugs at one time in life. When he felt a drug test, he thought it was all, you know, he, he thought it was all like a picnic. He he just laughed about it, like like he thought it was cute, and then and then he went crying to his mommy, and and then and mommy you. had to turn around and bless his daddy out. I'll tell you what, I think the craziest thing I've seen is, is all the, you know all the drugs that I've either done or known people to do, and I'm talking about pretty hardcore street drugs. They're in and out of your system fairly quick, even if it's eight days now for coke, which used, to, like I said, used to be like really quick, like a weekend thing, whatever. Well, and, uh, but if you're an habitual mar- marijuana smoker, that it's, it gets stored in your fat cells. Oh, no, that's going to be in your system for at least a month. That's what my cousin was doing. But yeah. Also, when the drugs is his mom. Do yourself, you know, 
you need to just do yeah you need to just do yourself a favor if you're trying to get a job a job you're trying to get employment you know just don't just say no so you you know you get the opportunity to drugs yeah i don't know most most places just say no to drugs was a failed campaign it was like the war on drugs it It was was a really bad Barely executed plan. Um, it was bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. my cousin died of a drug overdose as well. Yeah, he. Well, the thing is, he he committed suicide because he wasn't going to get his drugs anymore, so he killed himself over not being was able to get his drugs. Prescription, prescription yep. meds. Yes, and I he he gained the system. He was really good at it. He got on well, like yeah. different pharmacies. Doctor shopping. Uh huh. He was so good at it until finally caught up with him. And also, where he was living at, the complex he was living at is known for drugs. So I'm sure he bought drugs that way too. Prescription, but prescription drugs were his choice. That was his. That that was his like uh, his his drug of choice. Oh yeah, and he was stoned out all the time. Well, and and when he was when he was stoned out and. He, I, I brought him in my house not knowing he was a druggie, and when he was on drugs, he got really scary with me. He wouldn't never step to my husband, but he had mom issues, and he, his aunt said the same thing. Like, when his aunt brought him in his house, she, like, and, and he was high, he would, he would be very scary with her, but not her husband, because he had mommy issues. And so I, I never wanted to be alone with him, and I never was scared of him before. Well, but at the but when we hung out before, he wasn't high, so I never. Well, that's knew. the thing. It, yeah, yeah. I mean, like uh, you know, I um put it like this: as much as for as long as I had uh, a struggle with with my addiction, uh, for the most part, it was to maintain because it, I was an opiate uh, addict, so it was hard for me to get out of bed if I didn't have anything. So it was just to maintain. But then there were those times that, I mean, basically I was a garbage pail. So I would turn into a monster. I, 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 listen, it got to the point where I never physically laid a hand on anybody, especially women. But it, I came close a few times from the rage that I was feeling on the inside. And that's yeah. not my style. Like, I, I run my mouth, like my but cousin. that's about it. That sounds like my cousin because it was pretty scary when he raged on me. I mean, the guy was, like, eating all my food, cranking down the air conditioning, not going to work, not even trying to look for a job. I'm yeah. not going to support you. You're 30-something years old. It's no. not a, it's not a flop house. You know, right. that's the other, yeah. Well, um, and then, and then, he, and it's I guess tough. that person you're talking about, Amber, and, you know, you know, would probably, like, if you and your husband were to bring up, like, do, do you realize, like, you have a serious problem with drugs? And then, and then they would respond back saying, my body, my choice. But then you have people who would probably say, my body, my choice only applies to a woman's right to have an abortion. It does not yeah, apply to, dr- you know, taking drug drugs and, and smoking dr- combustible drug tobacco use, or what have you. Drug use is definitely not a victimless crime. It's you, not. I, I, and I thought that for the longest time, but, I, you know, it took me a long time to realize that I was hurting the people that love me the most. Yep. That's right. You know, like really bad. <clears throat> and with all that I, being said, I want to go. I, I, I have always been a and with all that being said, I've always been a pro legalized marijuana person because uh, I don't see marijuana being any different no. than, than alcohol. You know, I, I mean, think it's safe, I think it's safer than alcohol. I think it's safer than alcohol yeah. And I, I've always been that. And I think I think personally, the reason it's it, the heart. How come it was so hard to legalize that? 
was because so many politicians were getting cuts from the illegal activity and making money off it. You know, I really do. Uh, you know, dipping into people's pocketbooks. But that's another. Oh yeah, the, the, another, yeah, another, yeah, another. yeah, yeah. I mean, that argument. I the, the government. Listen, they they do seize a lot of stuff that's being uh, snuck in, but they also allow a lot of things to be brought in. Oh yeah, uh, they do. Oh yeah, lot, they're making now, money off the drugs. Don't a lot of times, fool you on that. A now, lot of times, the innocent ones get sucked in. You know, a mm-hmm. company's trying to be so careful now when they started doing breathalyzers and stuff like that well i worked with was under a different name company name then a friend of mine we met that morning we walked into towards the truck oh he was stopped up i mean he signed the worst down the sewer line and i said man what's wrong with him? i should have stayed at home he had a pocket full of halls <laughs> cough drops uh-huh okay went out that morning came back in and that's when they first started that stuff. Got, uh, yeah, me, I mean him. He, got, we both got popped that day. Uh, us and by six more. And all of a sudden they came out. Y'all got to get out. What? Stop. Uh, we got a problem. Okay, okay. They got him for drinking. And okay. because of those, but see, they did. They just said you're drunk. You're drinking. You blow this all in. And it all because. And here's the thing. What they did not give him a chance to answer. He did not drink. Mm. He did not drink. They fired him. They wouldn't give him a chance to say nothing. They fired him. They took. They said they had just first started that CDL uh, endorsement. They stripped him of that CDL. He called me that night. I said, "What you gonna do?" I said, "I'm getting yeah, along." You said it was from the holes. That it, yeah, it, it, it's from it's yeah. This was this happened I say about twenty years ago. Now this was hall off when hall called drive was the rage. Yeah, and he didn't drink. But well, according to the breathalyzer, he was he, he was drunk as a skunk. And that's the thing too now. So like breathalyzer, you know, like if you get pulled over on the side of the road in New Jersey, you have the right not to take that breathalyzer. If you don't take it, they're going to bring you down to the station. That's and exactly most right. likely they got a warrant. They might get a warrant for blood, especially that's if there exactly was a bad right. car accident. But see, but see now here's yeah. the thing. They Chef, that's, that's nationwide, I think, because I know Is that's it? here too. I think so. Mm-hmm. They fired him. You can you can refuse, but you're going. They're going to get a warrant for your blood. Like yeah, yeah like if, if you're just if you're just a big advocate of your own rights and you know that you're not drinking, like that's the only time I would ever say. To, and you have a lawyer that you can afford and all yeah. that. He, I, I would suggest not to. Because he went and got a lawyer. Yourself, but he went and got a lawyer. <laughs> and over oh, course, I say about two months. I don't have to tell you what happened. Oh. They offered him his job back, but lawyer, no, he that that lawyer he picked that company to the bone. Good. Oh he yeah. Came and picked me up in his brand new Nova. I said, okay, right. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as, he, as, soon as they I said, you going back to work? He said, man, I ain't got to go back to work. Oh, they they told they told them yeah. a new one. When they when they look into the inconsistencies and the, and the whole like you know chain of command as far as uh, having the right. Uh, train people to administer the tests and to send them out to the lab. If any of that is not done properly, that can be all uh, argued. And the other thing that you mentioned earlier, Dr. Mann, was about giving the people the notice. Uh, a lot of athletes, a lot of pro sports um, that do drug testing for steroids and others, yeah. uh, illicit substances, they give them a, like, I think it's like a six week notice or something like that for them to get off the gear. Uh, well, I like in track and field, in track and field, anytime there's a world event going on 
at the finals, they know they're being tested after the race. Oh, and, and, and yeah, and, and that's kind of the whole thing with Lance Armstrong. And, and this is with all like you know major sports. Uh, they they they're constantly looking on ways to to get past the drug test. So basically, let's just say an athlete is using performance enhancing drugs just to give them the edge. One, it's because if you're an athlete and and you're that's your that's your life. Your goal is to be as best as you could possibly be. Why not use a substance that can enhance that? Because right. everybody else most likely is as well, or at least a lot of them are that you're competing against. Um, but they, they find ways to be able to do their cycles, and they do it in such a way with microdosing and all this stuff where when they are tested, mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't pop. So it's just like a cat and mouse game. Yeah, that was a big thing when Carl Lewis was a sprinter for uh, the United States uh, those years when he was breaking Olympic records. Him and Ben Johnson from from, uh, Canada. I mean, that was the whole rage there. They they did just come right out and said it. Everybody's everybody's juicing. Everybody's juicing. He he was talking about Lance Armstrong, that last uh, Le Mans, whatever that he raced. Uh-huh. Yeah, Tour de France. Yeah, and they stripped all his titles, right? He had seven. Yeah, yeah. Well, that last race when they caught him, not only did they have to uh, take that win away from him, but the first, like, 13 oh, sure. races. Yep. Yep. Really? I, I did not process. know that. It wasn't just him. It was like the 14th uh, guy to cross the finish line. He was just, he was, he, he yeah. was just like the, he was the face for that sport. Like, you know, Michael Phelps yeah. was for Olympic Maybe. swimming. For, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I want to welcome everybody to the Old Man's Podcast Show. Really glad you come on in and you checked it out. You people listening on the download, thank you very much. Uh, you got the Old Man's Podcast Show with Eric Kirk and the Navigators. And I uh, want to encourage you, if you haven't done so yet, hit those follow buttons. And uh, if you missed the first part of this show, uh, come on, uh, hit the download. Download the show and listen to it. And uh, we really appreciate all your support and uh, your patronage to, this, uh, to the show. So thank you. Welcome yeah, back that's to right, James. To the program. If you're not, I say that all the time. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Well, I, I and I always say, and I always say, Russ, everybody's cheating one way or the other. I mean, at one well, degree or another, I think everybody cheats. Well, everybody's looking that, for the. That advantage. is the one thing, though, that well, yeah, that people uh, I, I do feel get mixed up. Where show today, by the way, if, if you're a uh, if you're an yeah, athlete, professional down athlete, Russ Brown, and, and you're using PEDs. Um, <laughs> yes, it's giving you a, an edge that you wouldn't be able to hit naturally. Uh, as, as hard as you can train naturally, but it's not like you can take take a PED and then become like this ultimate athlete. Like they still work very, very hard at, at being as great as they are. It's just giving them that edge, and also it helps the body um, repair a lot faster. So now James James said something in the chat room that I never ever considered, and uh, I'm all against transgender. You know, men stay out of women's sports, but he made a statement there that I never even considered and you're spot on james men competing in female sports is just like them taking performance enhancing drugs it's exactly that's exactly correct but what about women well um, transition to be a man and compete because they're on testosterone replacement therapy do you hear about any of them winning anything? No, yeah. I don't know. No, no, yeah, I that's why. That's why nobody cares, why. right? Yeah, I mean to be honest. Well, um, I never hear of them winning, right? 
well, um, I, like if they just and and I, I know I would, the, the problem. The problem with that whole go ahead, Eric. Hi, no, Abrid. Go ahead. I was I was going to add, add this. Like I know you, you Russ and Shep ha- had this conversation on your podcast, Russ, with George. Um, and I even brought this up in chat, and even George agreed that you have like the upper echelons of some of like these athletic organizations, like like the people who oversee like the aquatics, the track and field, Major League Baseball, and and other s- sports that you know you you've had like like um doping and performance enhancing drug use going on for years and 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 the one fundamental truth is they've known about it for years and they kept quiet about it but the only time they started speaking out about it is when it became convenient for them and and wanted to make money off of it and 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 people would be the 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 opinion of you know if it's been going on for years why are y'all coming out now being hypocrites about it well that's why baseball turned a blind eye to it if there's a strike absolutely to make the game like more Santa exciting. Sosa and Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire and, and Roger Maris. Yeah. The, and, the last thing I want to say about uh, anything is if anybody is at a, a place of uh, employment where they do random drug testing or whatever, um, depending on what like the, the rules are for that particular place, like with alcohol, yes, they, they can breathalyze. And obviously if you, if you're drinking on a Friday night or let's say you drink on Sunday night by Monday, the breathalyzer would probably you blow a zero zero zero, but they do have it now where you can take a UA and uh, a urine uh, analysis, and they can there's a dipstick that tests that tests for the sugars for the ethanol how it breaks down, and it can test up to like 80 hours from the last time you drank. So if you have a job that you can't have a certain amount Welcome of uh, you can't have alcohols for a certain amount of hours before that you're you know you're due to go on, just keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah. You know, be careful. You don't want to lose your employment. Just, uh, yeah, be careful out there. Uh, we here at the Old Man's Podcast, we're not promoting drug use or anything. We're promoting you to to live a healthy life and uh, do what you need to do to protect yourself. And uh, I was always they, asked they a question because I was sending fools of themselves. That's for sure. I I was always asked when I was sending people for drug tests. Well, what would you do if you had a test come back positive? I go, well, it will never happen. Because I don't take anything. They go, well, what if you did? What if you did? What if you did? I go, I would just go get a blood test. Give me a blood test, you know, and uh, yeah. just be done with it, you know. Or, or, yeah, like if it's an instant test or whatever, like, yeah, definitely push to have that sent out to a lab. Or even have them write a prescription for you to get a test done at a lab so they can check yeah. the levels. Because then they can see exactly. They can get a lot more information by that than just doing a, a regular uh 15 panel or five panel, nine panel right. drug test. It's either going to pop hot or not, you know? So, yeah. cause there are four because there are, yeah, yeah, you don't want to lose. You don't want, right. You don't want to lose your job. You don't want to lose your job. Uh, Check because out of a failed drug test. And chances are you wouldn't be eligible for unemployment. I believe if you would have been, um, if you were fired, but if you quit or if you, you know, break policy i believe that you would be ineligible uh for the most part what about her about her about ready to take peyote eric oh peyote is awesome Um, not brought up that interesting comment i thought thought maybe you might be interested in it and 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 i know russ mentioned it too uh what is that before is that the mushroom yeah it's cactus 
Sorry, oh, it's a you cactus. Can either eat, you can either eat the cactus. It's fair. It's like a trip. It's, it's, it's a trip. Cactus, it's, uh... You can eat the flower from the cactus, or you can drink the juice from the cactus. Either one works. Um, or you can uh, smoke the. Like, it's a hallucinogenic, right, Russ? Yes, I don't know anything it's about. Very, it's a very, very powerful hallucinogenic. Have you ever seen the uh, movie Young Guns? When they're out there in the desert and they drink that little juice and they all go uh, crazy yeah, and start yeah. shooting guns everywhere and speaking all slow and everything. Yeah. Uh, that's us, but that's a, that's what was supposed to represent a peyote trip, but that's nothing like what it really is. It's a medicinal right, yeah. thing. It's almost like that. Uh, what is that stuff they drink down in South America? That tea? Ay Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. Yeah. It's very similar to that. It's um, in, in Native Americans have used it. Native Americans have used it for centuries well, as look a at, look medicinal, at what they, meditational drug. Look at what's been going on lately with uh, like uh, our uh, healthcare and mental health uh, uh, side of things, where they're microdosing people with uh, ketamine to help with depression <laughs> right. and things of that nature. Right, yeah. And that's what that's what that ultimately uh, led to the cardiac arrest or drowning of Matthew Perry. He was. Uh, yeah. He had so last been to drug. the clinic like a month, a week beforehand, so it wasn't that that did it. It was, he was, you know, because doctors will send people home with uh, the ketamine. Um, I don't, you know, I, I, I'm not here to speculate if he abused it, if he got it on the street or whatever, but that's what they uh, attributed his death to, was ketamine. And he struggled well, his whole adult life with addiction, too. I was told this by a doctor. I was getting some medical stuff, and this doctor told me, he says, uh, I don't know how we got on the subject because this is like, you know, 40 years ago. And he goes, you know, I've, I've been studying the, uh, I've been studying getting high. I go, okay. He goes, you know, before modern medicine and that, they used to, uh, they used to do a bloody, a bloodletting where they would, uh, tap into an article and they would bleed you. If you weren't feeling good, they would bleed you and, uh, trying to get all the, uh, nasty stuff out of you. Uh -huh. And he goes, and people would people would get into this uh, this state of uh, of, of uh, you like know euphoria euphoria yeah, euphoric state euphoria. yeah yeah you get into this euphoria and he goes and what happened is is people would say do more do more do more because they were liking that high that they were getting and right. he, so they would do more and then the people would eventually die because goes, they were just depriving their bodies of because they're like yeah they died yeah they sure and he was saying, so that I'm doing a study on this. And he goes, and it, it's amazing that to me that the the high that people get through stuff, like if you're doing a, if you're painting a house and they, they say, stay, you know, keep the fumes from collecting. And this and that, he goes, you know what happens if you breathe those fumes? I go, no, what? He goes, you get high. Oh, okay. You get a, a collapse lung and, too from breathing. And he, says, uh, and he says, so what this is telling me, and he, he named off a couple of other things. And what he was saying is, so what it's telling me is that when we get high, it's our body warning us that if we keep doing what we're doing, we're going to die. Oh, yeah. And he goes, he goes look at alcohol. You can get alcohol pausing and, uh, and you die. He goes, so a high, he goes, where everybody thinks getting high is a good thing. It's not. It's your body warning you that if you keep doing it, you're going to die. And I thought that was a real interesting uh, observation. A real interesting observation. So uh, there you go. That's all I got to say about that.
Now, where's my Hine where's my Hennessy? <laughs> my Hennessy. Where's the Hennessy? That's that Hennessy Hennessy mix. Where's my Hennessy? It's that Hennessy mix. Take a shot of Hennessy. Take a shot of honey. Take a shot of Hennessy. Take a shot of honey. Beer before look, you've never been sicker. Looking for before beer, you're in the clear. Or you could be like God, but that my friend of mine, hey, not I drink at all. And end up rich. They get a they have a high experience. Hey, so uh whatever, you know, all the legal stuff that you can do, but just remember, be responsible, take care of yourself, take care of the people that are around you. Don't do anything to cause any harm to yourself or any of the people around you. Do not do not uh, drive impaired. Don't do that because the life you kill is going to be some innocent person and not yours. So it's just never, too, never too late to get help. Nobody's that far down the road where they can't yeah. come back from it. That's just right. Awesome. You guys know. Yeah. So uh, just don't. Just, uh, just we got too many options out there. You're out partying. There's, there's too many options for you to get home. Take one of those other options behind, besides getting behind the wheel. I mean, there you go. Uh, like I said, hey, Nada, uh, thanks for stopping in and uh, hit that follow button. Hit that follow button. Come on back. Uh, man, what a good show. What a good show. Real quick, top five visited countries. The top five visited countries in the world. Go. Dubai? No. Spain? Spain is number two. Spain Japan? is number two. No, I was shocked. Japan's not Italy. Italy. Italy is number five. Italy is number yeah, five. Uh, Russia. France. <laughs> um, Russia has a trifecta going. France is number one. Russia is not. Two more. Two more. Go for the sweep, Russ. Go for the sweep. You got uh, Greece. Greece. Number one. Oh, no. No Greece. No Greece. I was just thinking with Tom Hanks going over there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. You did, got. Did you mention Mexico? No, Mexico's not on the list. Brazil. Not on the top five. No Brazil. You mm. got number three and number Mexico. four to get. Caribbean. Caribbean. Nope. 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 None of them on the five. Hmm. Uh, you got France number one, Spain number two, China. And right. Italy, number five. China, number four. China is number four. Yeah. Yeah, so what is the, the third most visited country of in the world? The United States. America. That's it. United States, number three. There we go. First round. There you go. Those are oh, your I said America. Five. We, we, we both said it. Yeah, we both yeah, said yeah, it. Yeah, we both said it. At the same time? Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Uh, he, oh, he might have been a, he might have been a minute or a second earlier than me, but yeah, about the same. Time. Isn't that your? Isn't that how your life is, though, Chef? You're always like a minute too late or a second. Too I late. told you, I'm not. I'm, I'm not uh, a minute man. That's that's all. <laughs> oh man! Hey, what a great show! What a great great show! It's been fun. Uh, a lot of great topics and uh, a lot of good times. And uh, no, I am not mad at Russ. Oh, Mr. T, Mr. T uh, answered. Yeah, you can't uh, be mad at the truth, man. <laughs> and so did uh, Middle. He said America, oh, too. I don't know. When middle. China, USA, England. Yeah. Well, I middle, I sent you an invite, but you went ahead and started playing on the, some other one. So I'm just letting you know when I get done with this game, you can send me an invite, bro. 
That's uh, all. Anyway, keep going. Yeah, the uh, the only thing that upsets me is that in uh, in the promoting of the stuff in Laguna Night, Russ just has a hard time calling my show what it is, the old man's podcast. He just keeps wanting to say the old, <laughs> the old man, man show. The old man show. And that, I mean, that's just, uh, now that gets my goat right there, baby. <laughs> yeah, I am mad about that. <laughs> hey, thanks. Thanks, Jeff. All right. Listen, uh, I'm about ready to turn it over. Yeah, I did that today, too, didn't I? I caught it at the show today, too, didn't I? Uh, yeah, probably did. Uh, even uh, even uh, your dear wife uh, noticed it. And, and, uh, thank you, Shep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I laughed. Hey, uh, thanks, Shep. Uh, uh, Shelby, thank you, darling. Uh, Dr. Man, thanks for coming in. And, uh, of course, uh, uh, what's that all about? Uh, anyway, uh, Sorry, I'm gonna turn this over. I'm gonna turn this over to uh, Eric so he can tell us what's coming up. Eric, it's all yours. Well, um, and I believe we'll be seeing the lunchtime outside of normal t today, coming up at the top of the hour, and then hopefully Caps will surprise us with a chill show and and some of the other friends who might be coming on prime time and be on the lookout for slightly serious if he decides to fire up a show this evening. Um, hopefully he'll keep us posted on some good news and. And of course, we'll be back tomorrow for our free-for-all show when we have friends come over to promote their podcasting projects. And and I and I don't think we got got Shelby to share her Grammy meetup story today, but maybe we might save it for tomorrow. And and just a reminder: no no Tom After Dark on Friday nights until further notice. And be sure to check out the new um, episode of 2024 of Underground Shuffle tomorrow night on. YouTube and the other video multicast streams, and um, yeah, and, and I guess you have a manipulation of the mind also tonight, right, Russ? Hey, yeah, man, uh, Jim Jones and uh, yeah, Jones Town, Jones Town. Jones Town. Oh, so check that yeah, out tonight at 10 p.m. That'll be a good show tonight. right there. That'll great be a show, good show. Yeah, I'm looking forward. Hey, to don't it. forget to check check out Tick Radio, T I K Radio, and uh, Adam, our hey, good Mr. friend Adam from. From the Tenerife uh, uh, area, Canary Islands, check out his Easy Rider Tenerife Ride Time pod, uh, Radio podcast, the uh, Foolish Thoughts by a by a Fool for Learning podcast. Check out your Ruku Beer on YouTube. Ruku Beer on YouTube. Check them out, and check out our friends, uh, Opinionated Lushes. They have got their 100th live show coming up, so we want to give them some support. Uh, Opinionated Lushes. You can listen to them on. Podbeam, or you can bet it'd be better to go to YouTube and check them out there because these girls are fun to watch and listen to. And then, of course, we've already mentioned them. Let's do it again. 620 Patio Podcast. Check them out. And you can find us more. You can find us, download us on Apple Products, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazing uh, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Pandora, Castbox, iHeartRadio, and of course, on Podbeam. If you don't have that Podbeam app, get it on your phone so you can come into shows. Um, and Feedspot. Check out Feedspot. Uh, we're still number two on their top 100 family-friendly podcast over there. So check them out. for If you're looking for a podcast, check them out. And also, if you're looking for a podcast, don't forget our good friend Brian and the Podbeam Podcast Nation on Facebook. Check them out. Go to our website, www.theoldmanspodcast.com, and check it out. Leave us a review. Uh, we'd appreciate hearing from you, what you got to say. 
Check out, uh, we got hundreds of episodes there for you to listen to. And uh, just check out the, check it out, check it out. Shonda's got some blogs there you can read. She's a great writer, a great author. All right, that pretty much closes us out. You guys are awesome. Thanks for coming in and checking it out. And uh, thanks everybody on the panel. You guys are awesome. And don't forget, come in tomorrow for our uh, Promote Your Podcast Day, our Free For All Friday. And uh, come on in. Tell You got a podcast? Come in and tell us about it. You got a business? Come in and tell us about it. Because we want to help get an audience and customers to whatever you got going. All right? Anything else, Eric? I can't think of anything hey, else. Just well, um, we're on that. well, Russ is going to remind Lady us about doing moon pies. You got yeah, anything Mount else? Doom. Yeah, oh, yeah. Grab a Mount doing a moon pie, man. And uh, for real, check out Manipulation of the Mind tonight. Uh, Jonestown, Jim Jones. Gonna be an awesome episode. That's good so shows. We'll man. Those are good shows. Yeah, Shelby, we'll you got anything? Pod, anything, darling? Shelby, not, 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 no, no, no. I'm good. <laughs> All right, good enough. All right, we're gonna let Big Rich Dog close us out, and then we're out of here. What do you got to say there, Big Rich Dog? This is Big Rich Dog from the Dreadnought Nine Two Eight Podcast, and you've been listening to the Old Man's Podcast with Eric Kirk and the Navigators live on Podbean. One other one before I forget, make sure you check out Amber May's podcast. She's our uh, co- our political correspondent, and she puts out some really good quality uh, quality uh, podcasts. And check out Alan Sanders' podcast, too. Yeah. All right, that's it. We're out of here. Later, Gators. See you, Later, Gators. Later, Gators. See ya.